Hi, this is Rachel Sherman, and welcome to the FitFab and 40-something podcast, where each week we'll discuss issues surrounding health, wealth, fitness, and wellness to help you navigate your way through your 30s, 40s, and 50s. Hi, and welcome to today's episode. I'm really excited to bring you my first guest interview today. So without any further ado, let's get started. Today, uh, I'm talking to personal trainer and online coach, Hilde Brunbauer. Uh, She's also a digital marketing specialist from beautiful Cairns up in North Queensland and also someone that I would definitely consider fit, fab and 40-something. So we're chatting today uh, about how to get back into fitness um, and also discussing how to face some some health challenges. So welcome, Hildy, and thank you so much for joining us. Um, so first, I just wanted to ask if you could tell us a little bit more about you uh, and how you first got started in the health in the fitness industry. Okay, well, thank you for the lovely introduction. Um, don't know how fabulous I'm feeling at the moment, but we'll get to that later. But um, Uh, I started in the fitness industry. Well, I started my business back in 2008 and I haven't come from a background that you would traditionally think, uh, well, I wasn't an athlete in school or anything like that. The reason I actually got into exercise is um, I've suffered depression over the years and um, I suppose I got introduced to exercise and I just the, the way it made me feel was amazing. So I was sort of from that point onwards was hooked and I, it was more about when I got into fitness, uh, into business, more about helping other people realise how good you could feel from exercising. And that's where it all began. It was really just, I enjoyed it. And I started sharing my journey with other people back before, you know, the online world was uh, what it is today. And yeah, um, yeah it just grew from You've definitely been a bit of a pioneer in that um, online coaching world. <laughs> Yeah, I remember when I actually started um, online personal training. It was quite funny because um, everyone would go, "So, so what do you mean? What do you what do you actually do? So, are you standing in a video and doing a workout in front of them, which we do a lot of today? But back then, it was more designing programs, coaching people. But no, no one even understood what it meant to be an online personal trainer. Whereas this these days, it's quite flooded the industry and yet yeah, very different. Yeah, um, and so family up in Cairns. No, no, I was just um, travelling in my 20s, um, got to Cairns and went, I like this place. I'm from Adelaide originally and um, I suppose I prefer the uh, warmer climate. So um, got up here and, yeah, just loved it and stayed and sort of it was an opportunity to recreate myself a little bit too and really become that person that I sort of felt I could be in a way. So, um, yeah, and I've been here ever since. Fabulous. And children? Yes, I have one. Uh, he is 10. He is awesome. Um, yeah, that's that's the only one though. <laughs> yep. No, I'm exactly the same. And you know what? My daughter, Wit, is 10 as well. So <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I know exactly what happens at this age. Um, so yeah. yeah, some similarities there. So as you said, um, you know, the fitness really... Um, you really got into that and and loved doing it because of the way that it made you feel and how it helped with your mental health. Um, when we when we start to and that was obviously earlier in your life, but when we start to enter our 
our 30s and 40s and 50s, why is it important that we continue to be active into those years? Um, well, for women especially, I think it's more important than ever, especially I think a lot of women underestimate the importance of uh, resistance training um, mm. just for strengthening our bones um, and your metabolism slows down older and a lot of women really struggle with just a bit of weight gain. They're going through menopause, things like that. The more muscle we have on our body, the easier it is to sort of keep our metabolism going as well. Um, mental health, you feel better. I think a lot of people sort of get caught up that they think it's all about how you look. And obviously we want to look good, but I think once you experience what fitness and eating well and all that can do for you, you realise it's just it's just how you feel and it's not about anybody else it's just making yourself feel as good as you possibly can at every age and it's just doesn't matter what age you are it's doing whatever you can at that stage of life um yeah and i suppose that's what i'm passionate about sharing with people now it's not about you know you might want to look good and that's a great side effect of it but it's not a lot for a lot of people it's not the main reason they actually do exercise yeah i think maybe a lot of people probably start getting fit because they want to change the way they look. But I think the yep. um, the continuity and continuing in the long term, it's probably more about how it makes you feel. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it's yeah. great to, you, you want to look good because you feel better. So it's, um, they go hand in hand, yeah. So, okay, somebody comes to you and a new client, they haven't been exercising for a little while, um, but the kids are a bit older now, they've decided they want to get fit and healthy. Where do they start? What are their first steps? Okay, well, I think I've definitely softened over the years. Um, <laughs> I'm a big, <laughs> I am a big one for looking at someone and really focusing on what they can do because a lot of people get caught up in I've got no time I'm too busy I can't do that I can't run I can't jump my first thing is let's let's focus well where do you be and let's focus on what you can do right now and let's ease into that okay so if you're doing absolutely nothing rather than say I'm going to go to the gym every day completely unrealistic mm -hmm. what can you start doing and so it might be week one let's get outside and start walking for you know a few times and then in your second or third week let's approach going to the gym but just go into it in realistic stages because I think and the thing is you're going to be sore when you first start exercising as well so I think um, setting some really realistic goals I know I get people we run a boot camp I'm going to come six times a week and I'm like if you can come twice on your first week that's amazing you're going to be sore if you can come back again if you can make it three times that's going to be amazing but let's just aim for twice you know so I think it's about being realistic when you first start. Sure. And I think, um, would you say that definitely people should, instead of looking at completely overhauling their lifestyle, um, make those small gradual changes? Yeah. So there's there's two two ways to go about that. So when you, everyone obviously wants to see results really quickly and it can get disheartening when you don't. In terms of exercise, it is crucial that you ease into it because your body has to adapt to what all these changes you're trying to make to it. Um, sometimes, yeah, I definitely do think stages and it's proven that you are going to actually get longer lasting results if you gradually have a habit and you actually, it's proven if you have one habit and you focus on it for two weeks before moving on, you're far more likely to stick and get results. People want to see a few changes quickly. So that's where putting in maybe tweaking a few things in your nutrition or your diet at the same time might just help you see some quicker results at, um, while you're getting into your exercise as well. Sure. Um, 
do you think that some people that uh, they just don't know where to start because it can be um, they don't start because they just don't know where to start and it gets just so overwhelming that it's just easier just to not yep. do anything at all yeah yeah there is a lot of information out there and I think mm. sometimes people get too caught up in should I be doing weights first or cardio should I be doing look if you're not doing anything at the moment moving more is an amazing start okay I think um it's only when you get to the athlete stage where you kind of really start to get into the nitty gritty and I think the biggest thing is if you want to break it down into really simple steps is what can you do right now what do you actually enjoy doing let's start with those things and then move on from there um just because trying to getting too caught up with what's the perfect style of exercise what's something you're going to do what's realistic like driving in 40 minutes in the morning at five o'clock, you're mostly not going to stick to it. So have you got something at home you could do first or can you go walking with a friend? I think trying to be really realistic about it and know yourself and what you're likely to commit to is a good place to start. Yeah. I think too some people think it has to be some kind of formal exercise like you have to go for a run or you have to do a boot camp or you have to do a a gym Mm -hmm. session. Um, But especially with people in and out of lockdowns at the moment if you turn on the music and dance for 20 minutes that's going to be just as beneficial um for physical and I think mental health as well (laughs) um so it's funny you actually yeah it doesn't have to be something uh, like a formal uh type of exercise and a a lot of people don't think of that no well it's funny you say that that the last program I wrote was actually dancing they had to dance they just had to turn on the music and dance twice a week because they loved dancing and they really hated the the idea of exercise and I said I don't mind let's just let's get you moving and doing something and so that was something they loved doing and it made them do it twice a week they didn't have to go to a dance class they just had to dance so yeah it's really funny that you mention that and I tell you what if you have kids as well if you can you can something you can do with them as well and I tell you what if you dance with your kids for 20 minutes no uh, not only will you be absolutely drenched in sweat but they will absolutely love it because it's just one of those times that you can spend together and just laugh and have fun so I that's one of my recommendations Yeah, yeah, it is. And it's just about moving more, getting your body moving. And then as you progress, you can up the ante a little bit. Yeah, perfect. So is there a certain amount of time that people need to allocate um, to every time they want to exercise or or be active that is going to be, that's going to be, um, make a difference or going to be a beneficial kind of set time? I, I would start with by saying if they're not doing anything now, any kind of exercise on top of that is they're going to benefit from. Um, if you want to notice changes, then obviously you want to aim for some consistency. So, you know, it might be three times a week, 30 minutes. That, But that's just... But that's, I don't want to set things in people's head that if you can't do that, it's no good. I think anything you're doing above what you're doing is going to benefit your body. And as you progress, it's going, okay, each week, what can I make a little bit better or can I add a little more, push myself a little bit further and sort of take it in stages than rather than, because I've had people say, oh, but I can't do that, so there's no point. Yeah. And so it's like, well, anything. But if you can do two 10-minute blocks during the day of getting up and moving, it's going to be more than you're doing now. So let's start with that. Yep, yeah, for sure. 
You mentioned earlier about um, goals. So do you think it's beneficial for people to set goals? And what are some good examples of, um, of goals that people could uh, look towards? Okay, in terms of goals, I think it's good to set some goals that are more action-based. So, um, or some, or committing to think like um, there might be a run or an event or something that you want to, that's worked really well for me over the years. I've done marathons, half or raised money for things. And that really keeps me committed to my training and I've loved doing it. Um, I think it's, yeah, but I think action rather than a uh, sort of, I need to lose a certain amount of weight or some, it's more, you know, can I aim consistently for a month to do three activity sessions a week? might be a good goal or you know by in six months time I want to be able to run 5k's um, and I'm going to enter this fun run so those kind of things work well they've worked well for me it's not for everybody but I definitely it's helped me and made my training a bit more interesting when I have a goal to work towards yeah for sure I think that's um, a really good suggestion do do people need to have a coach um, when they're looking towards their own fitness goals no. Um, if it, so if you're, it depends on what your goal is. So if you've got a big goal that's well above where your knowledge is or so, you know, I've, I've done a sports model comp and things like, oh, and I did a marathon and I got a running coach and I got someone because I needed someone to keep me accountable, really be specific with me. But I don't believe you need a trainer or a coach if you just want to start getting fit. Um, if you're someone that really struggles with motivation, which we all do because motivation comes and goes, but you really stick to anything, having someone to keep you accountable can make a huge difference but it's not essential it's it depends on your personality and it's acknowledging what works for you yeah so if people choose not to get a, a personal trainer or coach um <clears throat> what do you recommend that they do um so that's where it's maybe uh, yeah, well first of all it's you know, most probably sharing with the world what you're doing. You know, I've used, um, we've got social media these days. Tell everyone what you're doing. You know, I'm I'm trying to get fit or I'm committing to doing this over the next month and put it out there because that's a form of commitment and it's keeping you accountable. You can post daily. A lot of people uh, start blogs and things like that to share what they're doing. Buddying up with a friend as well is a great way. So you a commitment to meet them or they're doing it with you. So there's lots of different ways to sort of keep yourself motivated up so many resources out there as well um, but I think at the end of the day it all comes down to your personality and what works really well for you yeah for sure so the the biggest tip that you can give to people when they're starting into their fitness journey again is first up this is something is there's this exercise I've done before. It's about finding out your why. It's digging deep and going, why do I really want to change? Um, and there's this five-step process you can go through. So, like, we might start out with I want to lose five kilos. And it's like, but why do you want to lose five kilos? Because I want to feel better. But why do you want to feel better? And it might come down to that you want to be able to run around with your kids and not be sitting on the sidelines. And then you get – that becomes your motivation for exercising. So, first, I think you need to dig deep and go, what's my reason for – actually doing this because so many people go I'm not motivated the reality is I'm rarely motivated and I've been in the fitness industry for I don't know how long um, I do it because it makes me feel better and that's my motivation and then I think it's starting focusing on what you can do 
I hear a lot of it, I can't, I can't. I don't want to hear the I can't. I want to hear what can you do and let's start with that. And that's that's it and start small and build on it and feel proud of yourself as you're going along that you've actually started and you're making changes. Yeah, perfect. So you mentioned that um, you first got started in the fitness industry because of um, to make you feel better for mental health reasons. Now, you've recently also um, faced another significant health challenge um, earlier in the year, receiving some news that has probably changed your life. So can you tell us a bit about what happened? Okay, so in... um February this year, um, I found a lump in my breast um, and I'm not a checker either. So please go and check your breast. I was really lucky that I found this um, and I did get diagnosed with breast cancer. Um, and it, it was a huge shock because the, just the year before we'd lost my um, husband's mum to cancer within four months. So this was like, wow, we've just got through this and now here I've got cancer. Strangely enough, my one of my first things was when I found out that, you know, it was early stages, I felt lucky in a way because we'd seen the other end of it. So mm. as strange as that might sound, I felt quite grateful that I'd at least got this early. Um, and one thing when you get told you've got cancer, I think the immediate thing that happens um, is you sort of your life gets flipped on its head and you realise what important in an instant and I I suppose I felt really lucky because I love my life I love what I've created love my family and friends so I felt quite grateful but it gives you clarity on anything that you don't like in your life just needs to go because it's just not worth it so um so in a way it's been it's still going I'm still I've just um yeah it's my journey is still going on um I'm not quite there yet but um yeah I don't know I think having a positive attitude throughout it is just um made the world of difference. I'm a sharer, so people have been blown away by what I've shared about it and my honesty, but I believe by talking, you doing this podcast and being honest with people, I think it helps a lot of other people. And in a selfish way, I've got so much back from it, like people commenting and just knowing that other people are out there. Um, yeah, it just it makes you feel good. So, yeah, it's um it's a it's a challenging journey that you don't want wish anyone to go through, but I think it makes definitely makes you stronger. And um, it, it's been a challenge with my exercise because like right now the last two weeks I haven't been able to exercise because I've been in that much pain because um got this horrible tissue expander thing in, um, but. I, I don't get down about it anymore because I go, I know as soon as I can exercise, I'll just do what I can. I can't run anymore. Um, one day I might be able to run again. I can't do any upper body weights at the moment. But all, every time I step in the gym, I go, what can I do today? Is it a walk? Is it on the bike? Can I do lower body weights? And it's I just carry that with me as always, what can I do? Because it just makes me feel better. Yeah. <sighs> How how do you process that kind of news? Like I've often wondered if I was in that position, I know what I think that I'd be like, but whether or not I actually would be. Like are you someone that just, just thinks, oh, my God, why me? Or are you someone that just springs into action and is like, okay, this is what we need to do then? 
I'm definitely the second. I haven't once thought, why me? I just kind of, I just, um, you straight away, I'm a, I'm a researcher, I'm a planner. I think on when the doctors were telling me it all, I'm like, yep, yeah, I've already researched that. I'm onto that. It's all different types of people. That works well for me. So I, honestly, the hardest part was telling your family and your friends. Um, I think that is that was harder than actually me dealing with it because especially coming away from my family, um, their worry, I could feel it. And it's sort of, in a way, I had to feel like I had to stay stronger because I didn't want them to worry. So, oh, I get bad thinking. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I think that's... But, um, yeah, that was the hardest thing. Yeah. yeah. No, I think that's a common thing with a lot of people that, uh, you know, that I've talked to, friends and family in the past. It's more worrying about other people's um, feelings. <laughs> than their own yeah. um, and how they're going to react and how they're going to deal with it than, than worrying about themselves. Yeah. So it's a pretty common thing, I think. <laughs> yeah. So you've been fit and, health and, uh, fit and healthy. Do you think that that um, has helped you, one, with your mindset with it all, um, but also in terms of um, the recovery, um, like surgical recovery and that kind of thing? Yeah, definitely. Um, mindset's been a big one. I've done it. I'm, I'm a big one for motivational books and podcasts and all of that. I'm quite, and it's funny when this first started, I think it was one of my cousins said, have you been doing like a motivational coaching course or something? Because you just, you know, a positivity course because he's like, why are you so positive? But I just, I suppose I didn't understand the point in dwelling on, I don't know. I just didn't see the point in any of that. Um in terms of recovery, I definitely think, um, yeah, all my um, previous exercise and everything has helped me so much through um, recovering from my surgery and then, you know, even now what I'm going through. Um, and then any opportunity I get, I just try to get back into exercise. And it's more for my mindset than actually anything else at this stage. I just feel but like at the moment, well, I was on back on the bike and you know I just get such a high from being able to do something like that and so that's my reason for getting back on it and exercising. Um, are there any books that you said that you've quite liked some of your um, motivational books are, are there any books that you can recommend for people? Um, <laughs> Off the top of your head one actually it's called <laughs> I've got a really old one that's called the best your best life or the best life I can't remember who it's by but it, you sort of map out the perfect day in your life and you really plan out what you want your life to look like and I do that every few years and it's amazing how things actually come to fruition when you actually you know you visualize it and you say look everything I've done like whether I've run a marathon or any of those I've always I could visualize myself finishing it doing it so I'm big on I, I don't know if you I think if you believe you can you can do it so it's um I think it's just that mindset yeah I think something and it's a book that's very popular at the moment um, that a lot of people are talking about but Atomic Habits um, by James Clear and a few of the things we've discussed today okay. um, uh, uh, you know common things that he discusses in his book about just making those really small gradual changes um, you know th that one percent uh, per day might not seem like a lot yeah. but over the course of a year in your lifetime it can make massive differences yeah um, so what's next for Hildy? Um, to get through um, this journey known as cancer is my first um, 
goal is just to get to be able to I've got a I've got a stint coming up where I might have three months before well, I don't have any surgery. I do have to go on. Um, I will be fast tracking through menopause. So, um, well, <laughs> I will be taking some um, some medication soon that um, sort of gives you all the symptoms of menopause. So I'll be sharing that process with, <laughs> with everyone and trying to survive through that phase. Uh, I suppose the benefit is I know it's coming. So... <laughs> A lot of women don't know they're experiencing it, whereas I'll know straight away. Um, so, yeah, just to get through um, through all of this and um, I suppose be able to focus on some other goals of, you know, really getting into my fitness um, and just enjoy life, to be honest. I don't have any big challenges or anything like that. It's just about really enjoying what I do. I love what I do for my work. I um, love life. So, yeah, it's just really getting more time to enjoy all of that. Well, it sounds like another podcast episode that we can discuss. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you for your time today. Um, It was really great to hear your story. um, And I hope that it has inspired our listeners in some way, um, especially uh, for them to take their health seriously. Um, And I'm sure uh, all of our listeners will wish you the best in your treatment and recovery um, and your future. So thank you so much for chatting to us today. Excellent. Thank you so much. And I'm excited to listen to your future episodes. Thanks for listening to the Fit Fab and 40 something podcast. As always, I'd love it if you could take a screenshot from whichever platform you're listening on and share it on your social media. And don't forget to tag FitFab and 40-something podcast on Instagram. Until next time, see you later.